Father, we thank you for today, God. Father, we thank you for this this blessed day. Father God, we thank you for this time together, God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit among us, God. We thank you for your presence, God. We thank you for fresh oil today, God, fresh bread from heaven, God. Father, we ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, God, to rest upon us, God, for the gift of God to go forth, Father God, in a mighty way, God, your Holy Spirit along, along in, everywhere in the earth, Father God, in this place, Father, expanding us, growing us, maturing us into the vessels of honor, vessels of gold and silver, Father God, in your great and mighty house on the earth, Father, we will be a house of gold, Father God. Gold and glory, God. Gold and glory, Father God. Let your glory and your gold come forth, Father God, from hidden treasures from above, O oh God. Let them be released upon us, God. We speak it forth. We decree it. We declare it. We receive it by faith, Father God. We thank you for your kingdom is at hand, and we, re- we receive it, and we ask you to increase it, God, in, a, in us, around us. Father God, we are not stagnant, we're not dead, we're alive, and we're growing, and we're living, because you are the living water, and through our bellies shall flow rivers of living water. Not dead pools of religion and tradition, but living water, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. This message is called, The Kingdom of God is Like. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is like lots of things. It uses examples. It tells us that also that the kingdom of God is within us. How, how do we make it grow and expand and release it? Because if something's growing, it's not for us. It's for a purpose. It's for a reason. And it's for heavenly and eternal things. Religion robs the living because it's dead. Theology, without revelation, who and now, means revelation on who and now, is also dead. Nothing grows without life. Birthing and growing and dying must occur. Birthing, growing, and dying. Everything that births must die in this world. But in the kingdom of God, nothing ever dies. Jesus defeated the second death, so we can also live forever. So what is birthed in the natural, all will die. The kingdom of God will never die, neither will the our spirit and our soul. Just this body that was created from this realm, from the earth, from the natural. That's why everyone says, well, brother, don't be so uh, heavenly minded. What are you talking about? The whole purpose of the kingdom of God is to make us totally heavenly minded that we can transform this earth, that we can be different, that we can be peculiar people, that we can be a people chosen, predestined, and conformed into the image of the one that called us. So, don't let religion try to make you normal or make you like them. Today is nine years for what God birthed in the prayer room in vision, in spirit, and in truth, and in prophecy. 
And here we are. Birthing, we use this because of a woman's pregnancy. We use the year nine for birthing. So this is the ninth year. So but just so happens that God is birthing hot in Brazil as a baby this year. Maybe our nine years of labor is now producing something that's going to be stronger and greater even in Brazil. We get prophetic things from the natural, but they're all to be brought into spiritual increase. But actually, life starts at conception. So once you're born again, you're alive forever. What was died under the curse has been born again under the blessing, under the blood of Jesus. So let God continue to birth new things in us and around us that will live forever. Let's go to Matthew 3. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness and saying, Repent, you, everybody, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He's saying he knew the prophecies. Jesus was the walking kingdom of heaven. He was saying, Jesus, one is coming after me, and his name's Jesus, and he carries the kingdom. It's right here. It's on us. It's upon us. It's now. So you got to repent to receive it, to understand it, to believe it, and to walk in it. For this is that he was spoken, the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of the one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make your path straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and his leathern girdle about his loins. His meat was locusts and wild honey. But the one that comes after him, and the ones, that's us, that come after the one, also shall be, our meat is to do the will of the Father. See, John was still operating in the natural, in a sense, because he had the Spirit of God in him, but he was to prepare the way for the kingdom of God that was coming after him which is Jesus. Not just the kingdom of heaven where we're going to, but to bring the kingdom of heaven to this realm of heaven. And that is where we are now. That is our purpose and God's plan for our lives is to advance the kingdom of heaven and to make Him known and to bring the kingdom of heaven in darkness, which is the kingdom of light. So, John the Baptist is doing it like he's supposed to do it. And out of, out of Jerusalem and Judah and all of the regions round about Jordan, he and were baptized in Jordan, confessing their sins. But he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees come to the baptism and said unto them, O you generation of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Who's preaching to you, religious people? They got their little book and they think they know it. Who's really preaching by the Spirit of God? Amen. He's saying you're all dead. You read the old letter, but now Jesus is coming and you don't even see Him because 
who's going to prepare you for what is to come if you don't repent also. Bring therefore meat, therefore fruits, meat for repentance. In other words, when you repent, there's fruits that will abound. And think not that in, within yourselves we have Abraham and our father. Just think that yourself, oh, I'm this and I'm that and I'm a Baptist and I'm a this and I'm a that. Think not for yourself, well, my whole family is Christians. Think not for yourself, Jewish people, because you're Jewish, that we have Abraham to our father, for say unto you that God is able to make these stones raise up children unto Abraham. And now he's cutting, the axe is laid into the root of the tree because God is planting a new tree and his name is Jesus. Therefore, every tree that does not bring forth fruit because Jesus brings forth fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. So every person walking on the earth that does not bring forth the fruits of the kingdom is not of the kingdom or is not connected to the source which is life, which is Jesus. I indeed baptize you with water, but unto repentance, but once comes after me, that's mitre, whose shoes I am not worthy to, come, to bear, um, whose I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor, and he will gather the wheat into his garner, and he will burn with chaff with unquenchable and he will burn the chaff with unquenchable fire the chaff is the dead and the one that goes in his barn is the fruits the living fruit and John forbade him saying I have need to be baptized of thee come unto, and you come to me and Jesus answered him saying suffer it not so for thus it becometh fulfill the righteousness then suffered him then he let him do it and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And the heavens were open unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and, light, and lighting upon him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, in him who I am well pleased. And now God says to us, if we're bearing fruit and we have repentance and we're born again, these are my sons and daughters whom I'm well pleased. Those that He knows are predestined to do what He called them to do. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. So let's go to Matthew 6, 9-15. After the manner, therefore pray you also, which are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. See, people are preaching all over TV, had mega ministries, big things. All they're talking about is you, your soul, what you can get, what you can have, how better you can be. But the real gospel of Jesus Christ is how I can die to myself and become fruitful in the kingdom of God and release the power of the gospel of God that transforms people and casts out demons, heals the sick, and raises the dead. Anything else is the doctrine of man. And that's why they draw lots of people. Because they motivate you. They motivate you to love you so much that you don't want to change. <laughs> but the gospel and the Holy Ghost is on the earth to convict us of all unrighteousness that we can be changed into the same image as to the one who created us. So one is of the world and one is of the kingdom. One bears fruits and one has few there that find it. And the other is 
It says, what is it? Broad is the way, and many find that way. He's saying, they're all think they're on the same path, but one is broad and one is narrow. And that's why the flesh wars against our spirit, because we don't want to submit and surrender because we are born of a rebellious creature and a selfish. That's why the number one, one of the number one uh, religions is, is, is new, new Age because it's all about you and you being your own God. Just take care of your created being your, and you take care of that and, and the one around you and, you and you're a good person. Good people don't get into heaven. Only... Those bought by the blood of Jesus. Amen. And he said, Father are in heaven, he said, This is how you pray. Thou Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Everybody said, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. As it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts. And as we forgive our debtors. It didn't even ask you to. He said, something, you better be doing it. Lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom. Your power. Your glory. Forever. Okay. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your Heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you forgive men not their trespasses, neither will your Heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. So let's think about this real quick. Jesus' main agenda here. He's like, you want to pray? This is what I want done on the earth. This is how I want you to pray. This is what needs to be done, and this is my heart. Don't just pray for things about yourself. Pray for things about the kingdom. And if you pray for things about the kingdom, I'm going to advance things in your life. Because when you advance the kingdom... Everything the kingdom has is yours. So he's like, don't be like... And, and if you see Matthew 6 and all the other stuff in Matthew 6, it's about what we need on the earth and all these things and da 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 But let's see what he, he says here. He says, pray this. My will be done on the earth. That's the meat of Jesus. That's our meat. As it is in heaven. So he wants it in your life as it is in heaven. We know we can't make it as it is in heaven to people that are lost in the darkness because their God is the devil. They're going to be as it is in hell, even though it's the lust of the flesh and the pride of life and the things of the world. But Jesus, we say we are the opposite. Humble, dying, so we can live. Give us this day. Then we're saying, ask Him for bread from heaven. Give us our daily bread, as He saying. Don't ask for things. If you want to ask for some, ask for your spirit man to be filled. Don't be concerned about your natural man. And forgive us our debts. Ask Him to forgive you of your trespasses. Because we all trespass one way or another, here and there. Relationship. And as we forgive our debtors, and He said, and forgive others. Ask Him as you're forgiving others. It's just, it's just a normal day thing. It's not something you have to strive to do. If you're striving to do it, you still need to die. 
And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So he's asking you, lead us not to temptation. Deliver us from evil. Protect us. Deliver us. Keep us away from the devil. Keep us away from false doctrines. Keep us away from motivational preachers. Keep us away from liars and thieves and everyone that preaches another gospel. Keep us away from preachers that itching ears. Don't let my ears itch, God. Take the itching out of my ears. I don't want to hear what I want to hear. I want to hear what you want to hear. <clears throat> Forgive us our trespasses. Forgive us our offenses, God. Forgive us for our shortcomings. Forgive us for not obeying you, then repenting and help us to obey you. Let's go to Matthew 9, 34. Today is about the kingdom of God is like what? Matthew 9, 34-36. But the Pharisees said, He cast out devils through the prince of the devils. And Jesus went about, so it's a good thing when they tell you that you're doing things thing of the devil. Don't be upset. Because it, it bothers God more than it bothers you. Believe that. Because religious people and dead people will always say that. And people that don't have the kingdom and only have religion will say that too. Because, because people are going to ask them, well, why aren't you casting out devils? Why aren't you healing people? Why aren't you? Why are you just preach motivation? Where's the power? Well, well, it's not. It's that was Jesus. This is this, and we, and whatever, you know. No, they're gonna say it's of the devil because something's happening. Something's happening. So is it of the devil, or is it of God? We'll look at the fruit. And he says this. So he cast out devils by the prince of devils, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Not, not the steps to be a better person. Not the, the this or of that or the counseling this or motivation and how to become better in this world and how to live a great life. No, the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when the, he saw the multitude... He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. If they're not preaching the gospel of the kingdom, they're not shepherds, they're hirelings. Anything you preach to motivate your flesh and man and make people like to hear it. See, when Jesus preached, they didn't want to hear it. <laughs> they don't want to hear the real gospel because the real gospel costs you your life. The real gospel, you have to buy oil. You have to give up. It's not saying you have to do that in the flesh. God will do it. He'll give us the power to become the sons of God. But it takes a surrendering to your will and your ways and your dreams. And that's why people hate it. God never died on the cross because if He wanted to bless you, you just take the devil out in the beginning. He died on the cross to give you authority so you can have a relationship with you so you can have free will to follow the kingdom of God or your own kingdom or your own ways or follow hirelings and people that want to be mega. Jesus wanted to be little, not seen. He told many times, he said, don't even tell them about me till I'm gone. Well, let us hire some 
big old, let's run it like the world and hire all these people to build our church. We'll preach this, this, and bring the message down in 20 minutes and do this and this, and people will come. More people will come. Yeah, it's happening all over. 20 minute, that's the new thing now. The 20 minute message, then into that. It's not by the Spirit. In the gospel of the kingdom, healing is all sickness. So the, the kingdom heals. And the multitude is moved in the faith because they had, were having no shepherd. Let's go to Matthew 12, 28 through 29. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. So when Jesus preached, devils manifested. Well, there's nothing happened, but demons are manifesting. Are they manifesting in those churches? By the soul, by the worship, by the entertainment, by the... I mean, I've seen things, video things. I mean, you see how some of these people dance in the church. It's not holy. Jesus. That's demons manifesting. Ten thousand people don't just start listening to you in one day because you're God's blessing you. It's because you got something their flesh likes. People are getting deceived everywhere because it's, there's no easy gospel. The gospel costs everything. Cost them everything. And he said, I have a covenant. And if you want me, or have you sit down and have you counted the cost? He said this, if you know the kingdom of God's come on and up. Or else, how can one enter a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong? If the devil binds you, he can spoil your your life, your goods, your job, your family, your relationships. That's what he does. He binds. You're the strong. There's no one stronger than you if you've got the kingdom of God inside of you. Right? Yes. So? Then he will spoil us. You don't let him in. You don't let him in. Mark 9. Let's go to Mark 9, verse 23. Jesus said unto him, If thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway, Jesus says, Oh, all things are possible. And there it goes, just like happened in Cuba. Then came the... The woman with the deaf and dumb spirit after we were talking about cat. Thank God God had you preach things by the Spirit. Because a lot of people talk about that and they'll bring things and nothing will happen. And, and you know, you preach something, well, you might, people might just believe it and want to see it happen. Isn't that a new thing? <coughs> Healing the sick, well, I mean, yeah, it's Jesus did it, but what about, I mean, we just, you know, we're about numbers. We want to have a, you know, we want to be all, you know, look at this guy. He's got, uh, 100,000 views on the internet. He must be of God. Oh, really? Is he casting out demons, healing the sick, raising it? And is he preaching the gospel of the kingdom? Or is he just talking about good stuff, being a better person, how you can cope in life? The only way to cope if you're in the kingdom is die. And that's what he's doing. And we were born in this natural world. 
then we're born again. So then we start the dying process of this world right away in our, in our, in our, in our life. And His kingdom needs to expand. And he cried and rent him sore and came out. And, and so let's, let's check this out now. So he says, And straightway the father brought the, and cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thine mine unbelief. Lord, I believe. And when Jesus saw that, people came running together. He rebuked, he rebuked the foul spirit saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee. He had all authority, right? Come out of him and enter no more into him. So he not only cast out, he, he also told him you're not allowed to come back. <laughs> and the spirit cried, not the guy anymore. And the Spirit rent him sore and came out of him. And here we go. People's like saying, because they see demons manifesting in our videos and meetings and stuff, they like to say that it's Kondalini, this and that. Well, but they don't see afterwards the people lie on the floor as dead. Well, right here, people say, where is that in the Bible? Well, right here. The Spirit came out of him, and he was as one dead. He wasn't manifesting anymore. So we come out loosed, and the devil comes out, the people go out in the spirit. Why? How's that the devil? I mean, how's that a demon? Now, a demon manifest. Yeah, the, the demons come to church because God's drawing them there because he wants them free. And they might be in a lot of churches, but when Elijah comes and the kingdom of God comes, then it shakes them up and they manifest and we cast them out. But many people don't have the power, so God comes and they don't have the anointing and they just manifest and they can't cast them out, so they just hang out with them. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. And then un, un, and without knowledge, people do that and they just think it could be the Holy Spirit. This is unusual and things are happening. But when you know the kingdom of God, you know the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the Holy Spirit takes charge of the room. He comes to convict us of sin and restore us back to the Father. His job, is His name is holy and He's a spirit. So whatever's unholy is when He comes in the room, we notice everything that's wrong. It isn't tell me about how I can be great and better. The Holy Spirit comes and you see Him as He is. Perfect. And you need to be like that. So, right here it says in the sore, and it came out of him, and he was as one dead. And as much that many said, he's dead. It's like he's dead. God, I came to bring my son, and Jesus killed him. <laughs> that was not what I meant, meant Lord. I I wanted my son, but I wanted him to be normal. But Jesus took his hand, lifted him up, and he arose. And when it was come, when he came into the house, and there's more scriptures. It said he, he rose and he was different. He was normal. Now he needs to stop being normal and become like peculiar people. Change. 
It's like, great, let's not celebrate him being just normal. That's what religion always does. Let's just be normal. We celebrate being normal. That means we stick at the cross. It's all Jesus said it was finished, and then everybody just waits to get into heaven. But that's not what Jesus had planned for the church. He did not have plans for us just to wait for us to get into heaven and try to be good and just keep going back to the, to, to the throne of grace boldly 29 million times a day. He wants us to advance the kingdom. But until you know that everything He did on the cross and all that, you're never going to be able to advance the kingdom. When Jesus said it was finished, it means He did everything, gave you all power to become the sons of God. He's done everything that Satan has no authority over your life unless you give it to Him. And if you surrender your life and walk in it, you have the kingdom of God is at hand in your life. And God expects it to grow like from a mustard seed to, to a great tree. This is what He preaches to us. And when He came to the house, His disciple asked Him privately, Why could we not cast, the, out, cast them out? And he said unto them, this, this can kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. So let us change it to what it really means. This does not come out without relationship and sacrifice. Basically what he's saying. Maybe it was interpreted a different way, but he's saying relationship and sacrifice. And we know that having a relationship with Jesus makes us, we need to sacrifice everything else in our life. So it all works together. You need to be close to me, and the kingdom of God needs to be operating in you. Remember he said, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, that means there's no toiling or wrestling. Then you know that the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. So, that's a sign of the kingdom, but it's not the only thing of the kingdom. Because we know there's a lots of other things. There's joy, there's peace, there's righteousness, and there's a lot of other things. Matthew 13, 31-33. Another parable he said unto them, that the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in a field, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. And another parable he spoke unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. In other words, when God puts the kingdom of God inside of you or awakens the kingdom of God inside of you, it's supposed to take over the old man. It's supposed to take over the old thinking. It's supposed to, so you begin to think like, you begin to die to the things of this world, and you begin to have your life as a living sacrifice, and you have a relationship with God, and your meat is to do the will of Him that sent you, not just to show up to church and pretend you're going to be going into heaven. And Because the more that you know, the more you're accounted to do. Jesus says it. So he, let's go to Matthew 20. For the kingdom of heaven, as he just didn't say one thing, it's like a mustard seed. It comes in small, but it takes over. And he's talking about us. Jesus said the kingdom of God is within us. And when we're born again, we must know that the kingdom of God is within us. 
And if it's within us, it can come around us because we release it. And when we, when he was when we release the kingdom of God, is the Holy Spirit is the kingdom of God. So that's what he's putting inside of you. Have power to change things around you. So the kingdom of God is like unto a man that was a householder which went out early in the morning and hired laborers in his vineyard. And there's another way. See, he's giving, and there's so many other ways too. There's the merchant man, the pearl, the other thing. And man, it's so good. Treasure in the field. Like, but this, I just picked a few here. You can be, because he just wanted us to understand. And many people came from different, different aspects of life and world. The baker took leaven and said, oh yeah, I understand what that means. And you know, the other one would say, oh yeah, I work out in the field. I, uh, so he would tell them in different scenarios so they'd understand the kingdom in their own kind of mind. But now us, we can understand through anything because we have the mind of Christ. But he spoke to them so they would understand, not so they'd be confused, unless the ones that would be confused are confused only because they know everything already. People that know everything already are confused because they can't know the kingdom. So they're unfused, but... And they're confused means they want to con you in their religion. And when he had agreed, it says early in the morning and laborers into his vineyard. So now he's talking about vineyard workers. And the world is the God's vineyard, right? And laborers and for a penny a day. And he sent them into his vineyard. So he said, penny a day. He's sending you into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing in the marketplace. And he's more people doing nothing. Hey, let's work. Let's get to work. So, on the third hour of the day, and he goes and gets more people. That means Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago, and he's, up to this day, he's still getting people to work in his vineyard. <laughs> and you know what? If you're... if the the great thing about that, if you're in the, he comes right back and you get saved a week, you get the reward of the vineyard. Jesus is the penny. <laughs> he is the kingdom. Heaven is the reward and eternal life. So basically, we all get the same thing. But much is given, much is required. So he said, agreed with the laborers for a penny a day. So in other words, everybody has the same reward. It doesn't matter because it's all the kingdom of God. You can't have more of that, of the reward of going ahead. It's like, that is it. You get to be with me forever. He's keeping it so everybody knows that. Now, there is eternal rewards for obedience and stuff like that. We're not getting into that. We're getting to the parable of the people's hearts, how people start to think. How people start to react. How people say, so, well, I've done enough. Or, you know, I've, I've labored in the vineyard for all these years. These people come in and let them do it. It's not how Jesus is saying. Oh, it's getting real tough now. It wasn't tough when they had to do it. It's tough now. And so he went out about the third hour and saw them standing around the marketplace. And he said to them, go also to the vineyard. And whatsoever is right, I will give you. And they went their way. And again he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour, and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle, standing idle, and said unto them, Why you stand here, here all day idle? Why are you doing nothing to advance the kingdom? They said unto them, Because no man has hired us. 
Well, Jesus has hired all of us. All of us. He said unto them, Go you also into the vineyard. Go into the world. And whatsoever is right, that you shall receive. In other words, you're going to get the same pay. So when even, when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard said unto his stewards. So when, when the day of atonement, the day of um, judgment comes, or when, when he calls us and blows the trumpet, and call the laborers in to, to meet them in the air, right? And give them their wages, their hire, what they were promised, and it's him and eternal life, right? The beginning, the last, unto the first. And when they came, they were hired about the eleventh hour, and they received every man a penny. But when he first came, and they supposed that they should have received more. This isn't fair. A lot of people just say, this isn't fair. God, why do I got to do this? Why aren't other people doing this? Because he asked you to do it. And you offered when you came and you became born again. You said, Lord, I'll follow you. You didn't say, Lord, I want the best job. I want the this. You, he said, what I'm giving you is me. Do you want to follow it? Because you have to follow me just like Elijah. had to follow Elijah to get the anointing and the double portion. He said, you got to follow me to get me. It's not just say a prayer and then I'll meet you in paradise because you're not going right away. It's going to be a lot of time, hopefully, between that time and, and other. So there's time for vineyard working. See, so this is what the kingdom of God is like. And he said, Then he came and the hired the eleventh hour and said, Suppose they wanted the same, and they received, and they murmured, and the and they murmured and complained against the good man of the house. They start complaining to God. God, I don't want to do it. I'm not going out anymore. I'm not going on any more mission trips. I'm tired. I'm weary. Jesus said, don't be weary and well doing it at the proper time. You'll reap a harvest. We all have the same harvest. Harvest to you. There's harvest out there. Then harvest to you is eternal life. And you can have a harvest now. Everything He gives you now is also harvest too. He said it in the Scriptures. But we live for eternity because at the beginning we start living for now, we start getting lost. We start getting lost. And once we're really walking in the Spirit, we have, we love, we have a great day. Notice it, judge it, pick it. When you just don't worry about anything all day, that means you've been in the kingdom all day. You're not worried about money, bills, relationships, people. You're secure in your identity and His love for you and that you're doing the right thing. It's when we start to do things that we're not supposed to do or get out of His will that we begin to feel empty, drained, all that. So we got to step back into the kingdom of God and know that He puts nothing on us that we cannot bear. And even though it's hot and it's a hard time of the day and the sun's out, He'll give you shade because in the kingdom of God is the covering of Jesus. But if you only look at the job and just don't... Just see, the thing is, it's easy when you're doing it, but when you look at it and you don't want to do it, it's always hard. When the first came, they supposed that they should have received more and likewise. So they murmured against the good man of the house. It wasn't, it's a good man. He's, good, he's a good God. Saying, these last have wrought but one hour. Now they start complaining. 
and thou hast made them equal unto us. We've been doing this for so long. What's going on, God? Which has borne the burden of the heat of the day. We did a lot more. We're doing a lot more. But he answered, and we've been doing a lot longer. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Did thou not agree with me for a penny? Did you not say, Come into my life 30 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, or a year ago, and say, God, I'll follow you. Whatever you say, I'll do it. And I signed up for this to be changed in your image. I must decrease and you must increase. In other words, um, the world inside of me must come out and the kingdom of God must come in. So it's like a clean water going into, going into like a dirty pot, because we're all dirty from the world, believe me. And it just keeps going and eventually the old water starts and it, you can go home and do it. It won't take too long if you jam the water on real hard. But in the kingdom, it doesn't really come on that. It's almost like a slow process. You put a lot of ucky water and, or food coloring in the water and just keep running. The overflow, eventually, what is coming in will eventually take over the whole thing. I just saw that in the spirit just now. So if you put in red food coloring in a big vase, turn on a little, little stream of water, and eventually it will... It'll clean it, no matter if it's coming from the top and it comes from heaven. It'll push it out. And that's what the kingdom of God is supposed to be doing in our life. Not, I stay the same and now I go to heaven. No. What do you look like? So much is given, much time is given even when you are in been saved and born again. Much more is required. Much finances be given in the kingdom. Much is required to advance the kingdom. Whatever God's giving and putting in our hands in our life, it's and in that will be peace in in, in the surroundings in the life that we give Him. There's no toiling and, and suffering because God, when you're faithful, He advances you. When you're faithful, the kingdom of God's working and it's increase and multiplication. Period. And if it's not increase and multiplication, you have rebellion somewhere in your life. And you need to find the root of the rebellion and repent. For the kingdom of God is for you right now. <laughs> so that, I mean, it works today as it did when John the Baptist was coming and getting ready for Jesus. Because we want Jesus to be ruling and reigning in our lives and in, our, and, and, and in this vessel. Because He is the kingdom of God. God. We go enter into heaven. It's His kingdom. It's Him. Yes. There is no suffering. There is no... Um, Sin, there's no darkness, there's no toiling anymore, it's all glory. So, greater what, um, what, um, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. How great is he in you, or how great is the world in you? See, there's a you that was the whole thing about being changed from glory to glory, it means from increase to increase, from faith to faith, from. The kingdom of God manifesting in our life. And there's no other gospel. And everybody gets mad about this because then when you know you tell everyone they don't have to do anything, it's all about grace only. That's a, not the gospel of Jesus because he, he's talking even in this parable. He's expecting increase. God is not a God of the dead, but a God of the living. The living produces life around them. The dead is dead. So he answered, and he said, but the one hour has made them equal unto us, and we, born, we, we worked a lot harder, we're doing a lot more. 
Well, he answered and said, I never said a friend unto thee. What did I do wrong? Did thou not agree with me for a penny? Didn't I promise you eternal life? Didn't I promise you? Yeah, it's taken a while. Yeah, you're... And now people start complaining because it, you know, it's taken too long. But really, you can have the kingdom of heaven now if you just die. Take thou which is the, is thine is, and go thy way, and I will give unto the last, even unto thee, the same. It is not lawful for me to do to do that will with mine own. Is it not? Isn't it what I make up the rules? In other words, God's like, what are you trying to make the rules like the world? I ain't like the world. I'm the opposite of the world. My kingdom's not of this world. The kingdom of God is opposite of the world. Period. Anyway. And my ways are not your ways. Just do. Stop looking. The kingdom of God is not by observation. It is within. So keep stop looking and start doing. What I will with mine own. Is not I evil because I am good? So... The last shall be first, and the first shall be last, and many be called, but few be chosen. Many be called, and few be chosen. I think God knows who the chosen are before they were chosen, because they're predestined to be conformed to His image. But to be conformed to His image, you need to see a God that knows the beginning from the end, to even know that you're predestined to be conformed, because He does not pick people on the realm of 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 of. of what do you call that? Respecter of persons. He's he's the respecter of the blood. So he knows all those that are going to follow him. That's why we're predestined, us that had been born again, because he knows that we choose him. Amen. People say, well, these people are going to be in that and just don't worry about it. And these people, are not, everything's already set. Everything's only set in God's mind because he already saw it. But it ain't set in your mind until you do it. So you got to live not like you're predestined already, but you know that you are because you are an obedient servant. There's a big difference. And when you get people to just concentrate they're predestined, they'll get stagnant, lactose, lackadaisical, complacent, and they'll be standing idle when there's a harvest to be worked out. And he says, many are called, but few are chosen. Everybody thinks because they're called, they're already predestined. You'll know you're predestined when you're standing in glory. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. This message is for me, everybody. And we say, yeah, because I believe I am a son of God and that is me. So I prophesy, I am predestined. But I know in my heart, I better follow him. I better submit to him. I better do his will. I better not be a troublemaker to him. And... He'll even give me the kingdom right now. And I'll also be able to destroy the works of darkness as I'm doing it. Because that's what God is arming us to do. To destroy the works of darkness. To proclaim His name. To win souls. And advance the kingdom of God. And that's what our whole lives were actually created to do. It wasn't for our job. It wasn't for our family. It was for His job and His family. Amen. That's it. So we need to get our mind like that. And then God will start to bless those things around because He created the earthly realm as well. But He made us in His image and He wants us to look like Him in the process. Luke 12, 31-59 And that's my last almost half a chapter. 
but rather seek the kingdom of God. And you know he's talking about all that stuff. Seeking help, seeking money, seeking food, seeking friends, seeking this, seeking that, seeking uh, this and seeking that. He says, seek the kingdom of God and all those things, all the things in life that I'll get, I, got, I got that, but I, need, I don't have this yet. And that's why you're here to do it. You're here to finish what I started. When I said it was finished, it's so I can pass the baton on to you and you can go bring in the harvest. And at the end, the angels will bring everyone that worked in the field, some sowed, some water, and God will bring the increase in, into the kingdom of God. So we see that. So our job is to just do what He tells us to do. Many people want to do way more and do all this, and then many people are not satisfied with the little bit that God's asked them to do, so they try to do more. And they think God's going to be happy when all He says is just... Do what I told you to do. And then people that aren't satisfied with what they're doing because they always want to, they see, because of religious system and worship of man and all the other things, they want to do great things because they want men to like them and they didn't realize that it's all about their wounds and everything and all they need to do is do what he's asking and he's going to make everything even in the kingdom. Because in the real kingdom of God, the greatest shall be the, 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 shall be the servant of all. So everything's actually normal. Just has an even plane. But in religion, you know, everybody wants to do more because then they think they got to earn their way to heaven. That's not grace. He did it all. Earn their way means I got to do more or strive. No, just obey Him and, and, and kingdom of heaven's there. Wake up. Be a son. It's not also about striving. It's about obedience. Yes. And with obedience comes the sacrifice naturally. It's not the sacrifice first because... First, you need to obey Him to be able to sacrifice rightly. Because Cain obeyed Him. He brought the sacrifice, but he wasn't right. The kingdom of God transforms our heart. Makes it, gives us a new heart. Just like when we were born again. We were like ready to do it. We were so grateful and happy. We'd, we'd minister to anybody. Now it's like, God, I need a... I need a what are those things called? Um, not lots, but fleece or whatever they... I need a sign, God. Am I gonna, um, God? Should I go minister to this person? If it is, the red light's gonna change in five seconds. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. And that's how we start to live. We stop hearing His voice because nobody really wants to lay down their life for people. So God has a whole system that nobody has to take the whole burden of it anymore. That's why He sends more people and more people into the vineyard. And He begins to build His house. So He sells this. This is so um, verse 32. If you're not a little fuck for your Father, His good pleasure is to give you the kingdom. Not to give you the world. He, wants, he doesn't want to give you the world. He wants to give you the kingdom. These guys are preaching that you want the world so you can advance the kingdom. No. Take the world out of me so I can be productive in the kingdom. Because the kingdom is not... The world, it says, see that is in the world and he that is... Better see that is in you. God is in the world but he's not of the world neither where shall we be. So, when he says be uh, greater is me that is in he than he's talking about the devil. And those that speak for Him. And those that talk for Him. And those that try to curse you. Greater are you. You, have, you are the head and not the tail. 
Live like that. Not prideful, but bold, knowing your identity so you can take the city. And you can do what God's calling you to do in His timing. Birthing, dying, well, what is those three things? It was birthing and growing, right? We all need to be growing. What people in religious systems is like, birthing, die, heaven. And there's no growing. God's like, what happened? I, I met you, you were a baby, but you're still a baby. But it wasn't like a week ago. This was 35 years ago. It's a big difference. Much is given, much is known, much is required. The more word we know, the more relationship we grow. The more things we do. That's basically how it is. And if that's not happening, it's just religion. It's not your process, it's, it's your surrendering. He's the one. He's the one that's putting you in the fire and taking out and beating that's your right. beating you into shape. Right. You just got to stay in His hand. That's right. Amen. Iron sharpened iron. Well, He's the big iron. Boom, boom, boom. Because He wants you to to be sharp. Against what the devil? Again, have wit and be stronger than him. Everyone's. You got all these books and all these things because no one's advancing the kingdom. So we got to learn how to cope in the world. Praise God. Or what they also just uh, preach all about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. If you don't know that already, you never got born again. You should know who He is. But until you know really, because you don't really know who He is, because if He did, you'd be knowing who you are in advancing the kingdom. There's no way. Everybody wants to, to, to do that. And it's like, you can't change unless you let God. He's not like that. God doesn't say, you're saved now, I'm going to just do. He says, oh, rebellion. Okay, go out. Vagabond or whatever, uh, out of my presence. So, okay, look at Jonah. God said, go do this. Jonah didn't want to. Well, God didn't just... Have him, he didn't automatically go to Nineveh and preach repentance. Mm -hmm. He went on a little ride in a whale or a fish. And he got, finally, he got spit up and did what God wanted him to do, and the whole city was saved. Everybody in religion is God takes care of everything. I just got to love. Mm -hmm. Well, find out, yeah, love, but find out what the heck you're supposed to be doing and doing it. If you're in a bad shape, then you need to figure out because the kingdom of God is not in bad shape. You got to get in God's shape. Says, fear not, little flock, for, for the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell that you have. Give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax old. And treasure, and treasure in heavens, not faileth not, where no thief approach, neither moth corrupted. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. And where your desire is, there your heart will be. If your heart's with God, everything else that you do in your life will be about God's business. If your heart and everything is about your family and yourself, Everything you do is going to be more about that. Mm -hmm. So basically, how you live your life and what you're doing is actually knows, and people can see where your heart is. Because mm -hmm. everybody's called to the vineyard. Many are called through to, not everyone's called to be apostle, prophet, but, but we're all called to be sons and to work and to advance the kingdom. And all of us have the kingdom of God within us. Mm -hmm. So if my job is to be an apostle or prophet, I want God to, to kill me 
me, in a sense, me, and, and let him to be the best that I can be. And if I'm called to be a watchman, I want to watch all the time that no one gets past my watch time. And then God sees that, and then He rewards you. It's all, of, it's all about, it's like faith without works is dead. It's like, it's like no, I'm not talking about being saved. Jesus did all that on the cross. We, you are saved by the blood. You are blood washed. You are righteous in His eyes when He sees. I'm not, but I'm talking about advancing the kingdom. Amen. Decreasing that He might increase. Yes. Nobody wants to do that because it takes a lot of surrendering. Mm-hmm. And that's where people give up. They love when they hear it all and all that. But it's like, but it's like and that's where prophecy, we get these great prophecies about ourselves. And then a couple years go by that and we're here and we're like, and we're like, we're thinking, okay, is it tomorrow? Next. And it's like, that's why I like the thing about Joseph. He had the dream, he had the vision, he had the word from God. But he went, he went through a long process. He went through hell. And, you know, some of you are, 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 are going through hell right now. But you better endure till the end and get through the process. Because whatever God's allowing, all things work together for good. For good, and then we're called and and love God and are, are called according to His purpose, not a called to have a better life now. Amen. Amen. And that's the gospel, but nobody really wants to preach it anymore. Why? Because it doesn't fill the, doesn't bring the big revenue in, it doesn't sell the books. Yeah. <laughs> it does, yeah. Thank God that we have religion, though, because the Bible's the number one selling book in the world. But everyone interprets it their own way, where they cherry pick everything good out of it and leave the rest behind. But if the Bible was actually, every time you picked it up, would actually preach to you, nobody would buy it. They'd throw it back down. They'll read what they want to read, when they want to read it, because they're not led by the Holy Spirit. So they get their own kind of mindset of what it means. And God's like, no, it means what it means. And everybody that knows what it means knows what it means. And, if they, and they start to live what it means. They're not just hearers of the Word or just readers of the Word. They're doers of the Word. So He said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let your loins be girded. And your lights burning bright, right? Be filled. God, you got to buy oil. Let your light be formed. When he comes, is he even going to see you? Do you have any? Are you trimming your wick? Or is it just barely burning? He says, and then, I mean, this is Jesus. And some, most stuff we all preach is Jesus. I'm, I don't preach Paul that much because it's so powerful. Jesus is the bread of life. And they're all scriptures inspired by the Holy Ghost. Let me make sure I don't say that it's not. But there's something about when the Master spoke that helps you to give up everything because it's so powerful. You can't deny what he says. So people stop reading all that and they just start to read the other things in the Bible. I've heard people preaching, all they've been preaching is. um, some of the you know the other things about the Romans and this and that and all about that and that's all they ever preach. It's all they ever preach. Well, the Bible's got a lot of stuff in it. Let your loins be girded about and your lights burning bright. And you yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord when He will return from the from the wedding. And then he that cometh and knocketh may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants from the Lord when He cometh shall find Him watching. For verily I say unto you, 
that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to eat, to meet, and will come forth and serve them. And if he shall come in the second watch, or come in the third watch, and find them so, blessed are those servants. And this know, that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched, and not have suffered his house to be broken in. So, in other words, if, if you know, okay, prophecy, God gave you a dream, okay, 4.30, Friday afternoon, there's going to be three, three thugs come to your house, and they're going to break in, and um, steal all that you have, means your whole eternal life, your destiny, everything, when Jesus comes back, if you're not, if you're doing whatever, and, and you knew it, well, you're going to make sure you're home that day, and you're going to have maybe a shotgun, I'm not saying that in the kingdom, but in the world, he's talking, let's just use, you're going to have the police waiting, maybe. Okay, let's be very good about it. And you might have some cameras set up. You're going to be ready because you were aware that your house will be broken up and you're going to be robbed. And Jesus says, you got to be like that with me every single day of your life. Because I can come back anytime. And that's why the devil wants to put so many people asleep. So we need each other to wake each other up. That's why we need each other. So powerfully, because many of us can fall asleep on our watch because we're tired. So we wake each other up, we sound the alarm, we pray, we do things. And probably the same thing. Well, look at the thing. If we work together, if we are knit together, like the Bible supposed to be as a body of Christ, well, how do you know that? When, well, what, what some of those things are like, right? You're in a war, right? And, and you're on guard, right? And you're like, well, there's five of you and there's four different directions. Well, we all got to get some sleep sometimes, right? So what do we do? What shift do you want to sleep? We need four guys, one looking north, south, east, and west. There's only five of us. I ain't taking the chance to do a little pyramid looking. We'll just all take three-hour shifts and then wake up. And that's how we work together to keep watching for the kingdom of God. But people want to get their Bible and go off and they don't know all. They could fall asleep, not even know they're sleeping. As Jesus said, many are falling asleep in the last days. Marrying, doing this, doing that, being married, marrying people. And when the Son of they're going to be just like another day. So we need to be ready. And when we're in a relationship with Him, He's going to... He's going to let us know. When we know the Bible, we're going to know what's going on on the earth today. When we know revelations, we're going to see He's getting closer. But if we just say, I said a prayer of grace, oh, the blood of Jesus, and He died on the cross, and do what I want, live for myself, this is not the gospel. Well, you can live like that, but you're a gambler. Because Jesus said a lot too much against all that. So I would, even though maybe He's just trying to scare us to be more assertive, well, it's working for me. I want it to work for me. Because he said he's not a man that he would lie. And I never think that he, you know, exaggerated. He was kind of pure and perfect. I mean, a lot of people think that, but I would rather not take a chance. And I want joy, peace, and righteousness, so why wouldn't I? Mm -hmm. That's my promise right now. Yes. And he said, 
And someone come on the second watch and, and about being broken in. And then, but be therefore ready also for the Son of Man. You know not the hour or the minute or the, uh, the day that the Son of Man comes. Neither Peter said unto him, Lord, speaketh thou a parable unto us or even to all? And the Lord said, Who then is faithful and wise? Everybody say, I am faithful. I am faithful. And I am wise. And I am wise. And if you didn't say it, you still can be. <laughs> Whom is the Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season. What's our promise? To feast on the Lamb. The marriage supper of the Lamb. That's the meat. That's Him. And do His will, we get Him. When we forget what His will is, we're just living our own will. Blessed is the servant whom that Lord, when He cometh, shall find Him doing. And I'm doing this because Tanesha, this is nine years. We're birthing a new thing. There's still work to do. There's so much work to do. Whether you're in the third hour, the fourth hour, the harvest is plenty, but the labor is a few. God's called us here to labor, to build this house. He's building the house, but to do what He's calling us to do. And easily we can get distracted and say, hey, we've done enough. Well, look, we've, we're doing this. Look, He wants it to expand. Not talking about religion or buildings or size of people, but inside of us. Inside of us. So He said, his portion, blessed is the servant whom the Lord, when He comes, shall find Him doing. Doing what? Fasting, praying, relationship, obeying, praying, watching, waiting. I mean, He, could, I mean, he, he, he didn't try to even like, because He said so many things, what we're supposed to be doing all through the Scriptures. Find Him, it's like people say, doing what? Oh, He didn't tell us, so we'll just wait. Of a truth say unto you, then they will make Him ruler over that which He has. God is going to give us the kingdom. But if that servant wouldn't say in his heart, say in his heart, he's like, people won't outright say it to you. I'm taking a break. Oh yeah, the Lord's taking me on a three-year sabbatical. Okay. I've heard all kinds of stuff. Oh, I'm getting, I'm just getting my Bible. Go. Okay, that's good. But make sure it's Him. Because we are, we, you know, we're, Lazy in general. We don't want. I mean, it's it, 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 the labor in the vineyard. Just not not get paid till the end. I mean, that's a. I mean, um, you know. But we do it in the world. We work all week, and we know we're going to get paid on Friday. Do you not trust him? <laughs> He's not a man that he will rob you. I know bosses that you work for them a week, and then all of a sudden you come one day, and the whole office is gone, and you're like, "What happened? The whole business didn't, didn't tell you that they're moving on," <laughs> and. All of a sudden, well, God's not going to move on. He's going to be there. The kingdom of God is never going anywhere. It's not. It's not going to be shaken. It's not going to be. It's there, and we need to, to, uh, Amen. to, to wait for that payday. Because it's a, it, it's coming. Amen. And 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 He's going to give a reward, a reward to the diligent. And he said, and his servant when his Lord comes, shall delay his coming, shall begin to beat his men servants and maidens, and eat and drink and be drunk. And the Lord of that servant will come on that day when he looks not for him, and an hour when he's not aware. He's saying, if you don't be diligent and keep doing what he's called you to do and be happy about it, and not murmur and complain like the guy with a penny and do it, he's like, believe me, it's going to be worth it all. Believe me. You're going to love it. Believe me, the streets are gold. There's no more toil. There's no, it's, 
But don't live for now. Don't live for now because it'll get you distracted. Don't build your own kingdom here. Don't store up the barn. Live for me. Advance my kingdom. You have much rewards coming. You need to know that. And he says, For the servant in the Lord's will prepared not himself, that according to his will was beaten with, with, with many stripes. He says, For the day he'll... Oh, and in the hour when he's not aware, he'll cut him asunder and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. Does that mean like many are called and few are chosen? Do you think... He called you, you went to church for five years, and now you think you're saved, and you didn't, do, and you didn't watch and wait. And he would really throw me in hell, but I thought that, that you know, what it, I mean, when, is real, when is really salvation sealed? I mean, according to Revelations, we're sealed by God, but then also it says your name can be blotted out of the lambs of the life. So, I mean, if you just live for that, what they're saying in false grace and those, the, those systems that make you live... You know, and the Baptists and the big mega preachers and live like that. Don't you think that Jesus said he'll appoint you? And you, that was what? Go ahead, right? Was living for the kingdom, but you got lost in your own kingdom. A portion with the unbelievers? That's pretty heavy. And the servants which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For whomsoever much is given, much is required. The more word you get in you, the more God's expecting out of you. The more kingdom too that He wants. You should, you know, many ministers want to be filled with the glory of God because they want bigger meetings and do more miracles so they get more followers. Well, there's another scripture for them also in there. <laughs> Cast out demons, heal the sick, did all this, but I never knew you. It's all about relationship with the fruits. There's no real fruits without relationship. So he's like, much is given. Given him, much shall be required. Oh, I want the healing gift. Well, but I'm not healing anybody anymore. I want lots of money, God, so I can advance your kingdom. But now you're being, um, what does the Bible say? Um, not rich toward God. There's some scripture that comes in. God sees all these things. He only expects you to give what He gives you. But at the same time, He's, he's sneaky because He pushes you, you got to get it all. <laughs> so it's like, there's no way out of this thing. It's either follow Him and your meat is to do the will of Him who sent you. I don't send you. He, you don't send. He's sending us. And if we're in this place, and then you, and you know he hasn't told you to go anywhere else. This is where you're supposed to be. People say, "Oh, I don't like it there. Pray, God, take me somewhere else, or let me do this." Or and it's like, "Okay, God." And it's like you don't hear God. You don't hear God because we don't have to hear God if He's told us what to do. He knows you know what to do. Just do it. And when there's something you're doing wrong, hopefully He tells you at that point, stop. You got to trust He will. If not, keep going. People want to stop on their own because they're, they, they're rebellious. So they want to do their own. Your peace is in His will. And, he's, and, and much is given, much is required. You think He's filling you with the Word of God and the power so you can just do whatever you want? He wants you to advance the kingdom. And if He's given that, there's a measure that you're required to, to do for Him. 
And the problem is when we find out, we get more in the kingdom, is like, but I got tricked into it because I wanted to be on TV and I wanted to be this and I wanted to have a, a thousand followers on Facebook and I wanted to have, you know, I wanted to do big, big meetings. So we get in it for the wrong reasons, but he never said that. That was what religion told us. That was what our fantasy told us. That was what, what false ambition said. But when we really get down to the, it's just to, to, our meat is to do his will. And when we realize that, that's why here I don't tell anybody anything that's not of the Word. And that's why there's only us. Because I'm not going to promise you something that He hasn't promised me. If He's given me a prophecy, now I find out, oh my God, there's a price. There's a price. What do you mean there's a price? Jesus paid the price on the cross. Yeah. But... You think he just gives anointing to people that operate in the flesh and are under witchcraft? And no, if you want the anointing, if you want to be in the peace and the joy of God, if you want to cast out demons, if you want to heal the sick, if you really want to preach the gospel, if but they say like we said Wednesday. Well, there's a cup to drink. Cup of persecution. Cup of being hated by your family. Cup of being misunderstood. The cup of blessing and the cup of suffering. The cup that Jesus drank, he says, okay. Pick up your cross every day. What do you mean? I right, wait, wait, wait a second. You did it all. Yeah. Now I'm telling you to do it. Pick up your cross. What do you mean? Well, I died and gave you power. Now you can die and be alive, just like resurrection power working on the inside of you. But there's just one problem. There's too much of you. So this is the whole process of the Word of God renewing our mind. And the power of God, the grace of God working in us to become the, in the image of Christ. And, it, and it's natural under surrender. I was going to say, okay, you got to read this verse ten times every night and every night, and then one week I'm going to promote you. It's like fire, fire, take you out, beep, 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 fire, fire, take you out. You never know when they're making the things you put in the fire, and then the iron sharp, and then boom, 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 back in the fire. And you're like, this is getting boring. Well, yeah, you know. And then you get out and you feel, oh, it's not hot. And then, boom, all of a sudden, because like you're cooling down. And then all of a sudden comes the, in that, well, it's not that bad. It's, God is using another parable, how the process goes. It's not a, it's not a phone booth, you know, Superman process. You know what he does? And then he's out, he's like, Superman. Oh, you're safe, bro. I said, yeah, why isn't everybody walking on water? I just got born again, bro. Let's go. Let's go to the beach. Walk on water. No. But we all can walk on water. So he said to him, and that servant, see, he was a servant. He wasn't just a... And you want to change it. That minister, because servant is a minister. God, I want to minister. Well, did you take the drill definition and broke it down? What does minister mean? It's servant. Oh, wait, wait. That, I didn't hear that. I see minister. I saw title. I saw a plaque on the wall. I saw doctor. I saw reverend. I saw prophet, apostle. I saw evangelist. I saw me in big lights. He's like, no. That's what religion tried to tell you, but it's to be... A minister is to be a servant 
Oh, oh wait, okay, never mind. Oh, God says, too late. Your yays must be yays. And it's like, nah, 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 I got you. But everybody wants to go to heaven, so it's like, ah, oh, you can't outwit God. He's the smartest, smartest creator. I mean, he's creator. Smartest one in the world. Just ask him to make you wit wiser. Stop getting tricked by him, because if you just do what you want, he don't have to trick you. He doesn't trick us, but I'm just saying. People will be like, he's saying God's tricking people. No, I'm just saying. We do things because our heart's open and we love God and we do it, but then all of a sudden we don't realize what we're doing because we didn't sit and count the cost. There's a whole other preaching about sitting down and counting the cost. And he came to the earth. He said this, and I've not come... Y'all can, everyone can stand up just to stretch yourself for a minute. He said this. Suppose I have a baptism to be baptized with. In other words, he said, I have a death to be, to happen. In, out. What does the thing in the water mean to die? I'm baptized in the water and I'm risen from the dead and born of Christ. He says, I have a baptized and how am I straightened till it, I, it will be accomplished? And you must say, I have a purpose and a destiny. How can I? And I have to make sure it will be accomplished. Suppose that I have come to give peace on the earth. I tell you no, but rather division. For whenceforth there shall be five in a household, a ho and one house divided, three against two, and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son, and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter, and the daughter against the mother, and the mother-in-law against the daughter-in-law. Well, that's natural all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That's in or out of the kingdom. Just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's probably gonna want. wasn't I wasn't even thinking that at all. I was thinking other moms. You know what I'm thinking about. Okay. <laughs> okay. And he said also to the people, when you and I'm gonna come over and tell you because it's not what you're thinking. Okay. And when you see a cloud rise out of Okay, and daughter against mother, and mother against mother-in-law. And he said also, The people, when you shall see the cloud out of the west, straightway you shall say, There comes a shower. Well, we probably got one coming today. And, and, will, and heat, and it cometh to pass. You hypocrites, how can you discern the face of the sky and the earth and not know how to discern this time? He's saying, with me here. You're going to have to leave, Father. You're going to follow me. Not everybody in your house is going to follow me. That's where the forsake all comes. Not everybody wants eternal life. They want not to go to hell, but not everybody wants eternal life. So he said, How can you not discern this time? I do miracles among you. I've walked. I've cast out demons, healed the sick. You've heard it. Now. Isaiah preached about me. Don't you see it? Oh, well, you're blind. Don't you see? Don't you see? Son, daughter, don't you see? Or mom, dad, don't you see it? No, no, because your heart doesn't want to see it. Because you know there's a price to pay. 
And when thou go with thine adversary to the magistrate, and thou art out of the way, and, and give diligence that you may be delivered from him. Lest you hail thee the, the, the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and the officer cast you in prison. I tell you, thou shalt not depart thence until has paid the very last might, the price to pay. We all have a price. Jesus paid the great price to make us, to bring us into the kingdom of God. But when God calls us, it's not just to live for ourselves. He said that we must increase, we must expand that the kingdom of God inside of us. And we need to water it. We need to water it. I think obedience waters it. Yes. Obedience will water your seed, your, yes. your seed of the kingdom. The yes. obedient grows. The disobedient dwell in a dry land where there's no water, right? So that's where it says, so we must be obedient. And I'm going to open the altar today and God's speaking to your hearts today and whoever's listening, whatever God's called you to do or what you're supposed to do, because we want His presence. And when we're obedient and we get in His presence, we grow. We grow in the presence of God in obedience. But we can be in His presence and not feel His presence if we're disobedient. So Father, we thank You and um, you can back that up to the in a minute to the um, secret song, and we'll just play that. Um, or do you feel led? Okay, just come on, come on up right now. And I'm going to decree, and I'm going to declare, and we're going to speak some things. So the Bible says that we have power in our on our tongue to make things happen that aren't happening. Sometimes our mind wants things to happen, but we haven't put our mouth to it. And the Bible says that we have. We have this mind in us, the mind of Christ. And Father, we don't live for ourselves, but when we begin to live for Him, we're, we're, we're satisfied in ourselves, with ourselves, and about ourselves. So Father, we thank You for the Word. We seal it by the blood of Jesus. Father, we thank You for the Kingdom of God. And I'm not talking about false doctrines where people are trying to say that the Kingdom is now trying to take, take, take over the the governments and all things in this world. I'm talking about the kingdom of God inside of us advancing, destroying the works of darkness. So we thank you, Jesus, that we want to be like you, Father. We want to be changed into your image. Today, let it be a day of changing where my heart goes another direction because of repentance. My mind changes and my heart follows. Let this, this way be in you, God. I want to see your kingdom manifest in my family, in my life, on my job, in my own mind, in my own ways, God. I want to be dying to people that get on my nerves so where nothing can touch me, God. This is our reward. Our reward is with Him and our reward is Him. He is the penny in the parable. He is our reward. And He is the kingdom of God. So Father, we ask for this, this kingdom to advance this kingdom to manifest for that mustard seed inside of me to even grow even today God more than it was yesterday Father let your kingdom come to the baker let the leaven take over the whole loaf to the farmer let the seed bring forth its increase To the merchant marine, it's like a sea. It's like a net cast into the sea that pulled in all kinds of things, and then it threw out the bad things. So all he had was the good. 
All that was left was the good. All that's going to be with God is the blood-washed, obedient ones. Father, we thank You for that, Jesus. And we praise Your holy name, God. Father, we ask for the baptism of fire and baptize us again. Let us drink this cup. Our reward is You, Father God. I need to walk with You. I need to hear You. I want no confusion, God. I don't want witchcraft. I don't want divination. I don't want to hear people that are talking from, from their own spirit, God. I want to hear from people through the Holy Spirit, God. And I thank You, Jesus, that no weapon formed against us will prosper because our meat, we're, we're eating You. <laughs> we're eating You because there's no way to eat, eat You without doing Your will. That is our meat. It's going to be worth it all, he said. Father, this ninth year here of birthing God, births things new in our own life, God, in our own spirit, God, in our own family, in our own mind, God. Birth it, God. And Father, separate anybody and everybody that's not supposed to be around us in communion, God, that bring witchcraft, that bring divination, that do anything, God, that's not of You, Father God. Protect us, God, as we protect the seed that is called the kingdom of God. Let it expand, expand, expand like never before. And again, make your commitment to Him. But I surrender all. Yes to you.